Welcome to the RCCF Podcast. I'm Phil Forrester, owner of Rock City Complete Fitness, and co-hosting today is Lori Forrester, my wife and co-owner of RCCF. Today, we are joined by one of our members, Janet, and her wife, Emily, to talk about what it takes to make the decision to change your life, and then act on it. Janet's story is so clear in describing what it takes to put yourself in a mindset to allow for change, even though it feels just overwhelming. <clears throat> her, her five plus year journey with RCCF has not been easy and I mean, it's had bumps along the way as the story will, will show, but her commitment to keep showing up and the community's commitment to keep pulling her back in has made all the difference. Our hope is that this story will help someone that does not believe they can do it to take that first step. You don't need more information. You need action. In order to be better, you must start by doing better. And then you'll start to feel better. And pretty soon you start to look better. And ultimately, you live better. Give yourself the time and grace to move forward one step at a time. And that's really the essence of Janet's story. So let's meet Janet and Emily. So Janet, you um, came to Rock City. Mm -hmm. And part of what the reason we've asked you to come today was to tell your story and how you've come to the conclusions that you've come to. Um, but as important as taking the action, it's the things that lead to the action that we really try to get our hands around because yeah. Lori and I, one of our conversations constantly is what are the right buttons to push? Mm. How do we compel more people to take the first step towards that better end? that better life. And, you know, we struggle. Is it, is it a money thing? Is it a, you know, is it a fear thing? Do, you know, do we give them a good deal? Do we scare the crap out of them? Do we, you know, love the crap out of them? Do, you know, how do we get more people to engage? And I think your story really is the manifestation of that tipping point where you made a choice to engage but that wasn't all it took because <laughs> yeah. you did engage, but then there was a, a journey that you still had to go on. So yeah. while it is important to take the first step, we can't discount the work that it takes to keep taking those steps. Mm -hmm. So kind of start, Janet, for if you would, kind of in the background growing up, kind of what you were kind of thinking about as you you know, up to the point of kind of our, our yeah. engagement. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I grew up here in Arkansas in, in a small town, very rural. And, um, there was a lot of comfort Arkansas food going <laughs> on. Uh, but I was really athletic. Okay. And what kind uh, of sports? Basketball, track. Um, oh, you're tall. Like, what, six, you know, five, two? 5'11". Oh, come yeah. on. I mean, thanks. Yes, I am <laughs> six five. <laughs> you just dropped my BMI a lot. So um, no, I uh, 
I, I loved basketball. Um, I was in track. I was in state meets, and I really – I just loved being athletic. And um, and that's where I kind of, as age, you know, the kind of leaned out and very athletic and then went to college and um, kind of had life falling apart there with some um, – just kind of a, I guess, realization of who I was. Sure. And, um Without going into that, that's a whole other podcast, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. Um, that didn't mesh with my upbringing and my parents' values for me. And, sure. Uh, so a lot of heartache there. Uh, a lot of years of going back and forth between um, trying to mend that relationship and be somebody I wasn't so that that relationship could work. And um, along the way, yeah. you food played a role. And- yeah. Well, I mean, you know, at first it was... Lack of exercise? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, when you start college, you know, I was no longer... (laughs) There was no schedule. (laughs) No, it was like sleep in. Well, I I was, for a while, I was a trainer for uh, Arkansas Tech uh, football and uh, women's volleyball, basketball. And um, and so I I had some intramural stuff I was doing and... uh, but there was, you know, when you're studying and you're getting up at four o'clock to do treatments on athletes before the day and uh, all of that, there was not really a lot of time for me. And mm-hmm. then they, you had to have good grades to stay in that program. Um, but that next semester, um, things came out about me and my life, and um, I dropped out of college. Okay. Um, and so there was a. Um, there was a, a falling out uh, between my family and I and our ideas for my life. Sure. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm gay. I'll just say that. And um, that was not something they wanted for me. There wasn't Facebook or social media groups or other ways to reach out right. to other people. Uh, the only people that I really knew that um, kind of introduced them to me, uh, most of them had problems with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And they were self-medicating and... Was you find a, a club. World. Yeah. Find, you find your, yeah, your group. You find your right? group and it was the wrong group. Sure. And uh, I kind of was hearing a, a similar message over and over again that I was predestined. Right. You know, like we talk about predestined health ideas. I kind of had an idea what little I knew. You know, there wasn't internet for me. I mean, right. I, I didn't really, I went to the library and found really stupid old books. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of uh, had this idea of, well, I mean, there's not really a future for me now. You know? So what? So at what point did the weight and the health? Because you were you you've indicated that your past you were aware, right? Your family yeah. and I mean there was a history. Um, you you mentioned in a conversation that you know your parents like didn't live long, and your there was a, there were numbers. Yeah. Um, so. My dad was, he, we've heard this over and over again growing up, that the health was really poor on the male side of his family. And that, um, you know, there was like 36. We just kept hearing that 36, 36. And uh, that he was the first male in several generations that lived past 36 wow. that didn't have like a massive heart attack. And uh, he had, a, they thought, maybe a, a genetic type heart disease. Um, it didn't come into play later for him. Um, but it was modern medicine that they didn't have and a few other things that kind of, I think, helped him to live longer than previous generations. But it was there, and it was just kind of like, well, this is going to happen to me. 
Right. You know, um, so, but also never really changed the things that we know that help prevent that. You know, he smoked, his diet was poor, um, no exercise. Right. And so um, there wasn't any trying to change that. It was like, what pill can I take? And so cholesterol medications, high blood pressure medications, eventually treating diabetes. And so, yes, he's, he lived longer. Um, but um, I think with my, my mother, you know, her father had had strokes and um, there was um, obviously undiagnosed, I think, diabetes and things in that family that, you know, we just know more about now. Sure. That, that isn't passed along. I think as much as, as it is now, we have all these medical records and everything's digital, but, um, and I think more people are interested in it now. Um, but I know just looking back at the history and seeing pictures and how young these people died and, and all of that and just seeing them, they're large people. <laughs> there was definitely diabetes and some things so going on what, in the family. At what point did, in your, you know, you got out of the house, you were you're finding kind of your, at what point did you start feeling the, the weight, the health, the, the, was there an awareness of, even though you weren't necessarily doing anything about it, was yeah. that there was this progression that you was happening? Was that college? Was that after? It was, um, well, I, I had dropped out of college and um, there was um, a lot of drugs, sure. alcohol. And when that uh, finally got managed, <laughs> yeah. Um, I substituted food, you know, food became the drug of choice and, but I wasn't drinking and I wasn't right. doing anything else. So it was kind of, it's welcomed. Food isn't, I don't think considered as much abusive as people think alcohol and drugs are. It's like, I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking. Well, that's the entertainment. Let's yeah. go out to eat. Let's so go have a pizza. It's acceptable. Let's, and right. it, I kind of got back activity. into that, you know, fun Janet mode. It's like, hey, I'm happy. Let's eat. Hey, let's go see somebody. Let's eat. And, you know, it's, I'm sad. Let's eat. And so it kind of turned into... I was kind of going back into that same mode, but it was acceptable because, you know, I wasn't doing drugs or alcohol. And um, then all of a sudden, it was just the weight just started pouring on. And and I would get and in, in have periods where I was depressed and, um, and I didn't really feel like I could get the weight off. I really wasn't trying right. either. Um, and it was, it was this cycle of... Um, all kinds of things like Weight Watchers, right? The Miracle Soup Diet, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, starve myself in exercise, um, all of the things. I've I've done every single diet known out there. I've done it. Um, you know, one time we got the little containers that are colored, you know, and you have put all your finger. <laughs> I, I don't know what that was. Uh, I've done all the things. Didn't and, last long. Yeah, I know. And so you know, fast forward um, through years of gaining weight, losing, gaining back everything that I lost plus then some. And, you know, I was, um, I was working, um, you know, during that time, I think there were some good things though, because I kind of picked myself back up. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I decided I became an EMT. Then I would venture out and get a little bit more confidence in myself. And I would, I went to nursing school and then I got my master's, I got my APN and then, you know, I, I, we, we got together. Um, yeah, this is Emily. Yeah, Emily's here. Hello. Hey. Say hi, Emily. <laughs> Emily's with us today. Yeah. And I tricked her into marrying me. Um, but, you know, the, I've had a lot of really good things that have happened in my life that, you know, I was told would never happen. Mm -hmm. These things that, and that builds confidence in you. But at some point I, I turned around and 
uh, I was 405 pounds. Wow. And, but, but the whole time, I tell you, the whole time from the time I was 17 and I was athletic till the time that I was, you know, uh, in my 30s and I was 405 pounds, there's not one time I didn't look in the mirror and not quite see that. Interesting. It was like a lie to yourself, you know, like even when I was large, I kind of thought, um, but I'm an athlete. Right. <laughs> I had played basketball really since I was 17, but in your mind, like I have a lot of muscle on me mm -hmm. that I've always just maintained. And um, I just always thought of myself as being athletic, you know. And I think one of the saddest things for me is that I really, I, I wasn't doing any kind of sports or exercise. You know, I've always loved it. And it was kind of like you lose that. Um, and, um, but it would be, a picture. Right. I don't Catch know why looking in the eye. mirror I didn't see it, but because I just look at my face and I couldn't see all of the excess around it. I just still saw me, my eyes, you know, and it's like, there you are in there. But a picture, I would come unglued. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did they take my picture? Please, I don't see that. Don't put that, don't put that on Facebook. I don't want to see that. Or going shopping or something. I hated going shopping. Seeing myself like go past a, a mirror or like a window out in public. I'm like, who is that? Ah, it's me. Ooh. And, um, you know, and then I, I, I didn't have scales that I could weigh on anymore. Hmm. And yep. we have these, these large scales that you, we have, uh, you know, people that get dialysis, they have these big, huge bags of fluid. And so at the hospital, I was, I was working up at UAMS and they had had this dialysis machine and they had this big, huge scale that could weigh a lot of weight. And I thought, I wonder if I could weigh on that. And that's, it was like, I'm over 400 pounds now. Wow. And I just kind of sit around the three mid 300s to 385 for such a long time that it was, uh, it just kind of broke me down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was a kind of a point, you know, you had, you were, you even told a story. I think you were approached by Biggest Loser or something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, should, I should show you all the well, video. You didn't get scouted. You applied. I, oh, yeah. well, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I had really gotten into that show. I thought it was awesome. And, um, I, uh, I thought that's it, man. I get on there. I, I love competition. Right. Uh, the the sportsman like, in you. The and I know person. I can starve myself and I know I can work out and I'm like, I could totally win that. <laughs> Pay off my mortgage. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'm totally doing this show. And so me and one of my coworkers, they also wanted to do it. And we're like, we know people. Let's make a really good video. We got, um, oh, Chris. I can't remember his name. He won American Idol. He oh, was yeah. in our video. We like, we had all these like people in the video. And uh, we did the scenario where I was a patient in the bed in the ICU. And I was coding. And they were trying to save my life. And we like jump up and we say, you know, I don't want to die. I want to be a biggest loser or something like that. <laughs> so, um, but we, we applied. And then all of a sudden we started getting a phone call. And we were like, wow, they really want to be on this show. And um, and then at some point we were like, well, should we gain? Should we gain some more weight? Like, <laughs> ensure our success? Like, should we gain more weight and be on? Like, I mean, surely if like we're like really big when we go on there, we're gonna be on the show. I did not do that, but I know people that have done that. And because uh, I was already huge, I didn't really need to do that. Um, but uh, I did run the numbers, and I knew the percentage of weight I needed to lose and how much I had to lose. And I was like, nobody's lost that much on the show. I would totally win this. And um, of course, you've seen people completely starve themselves and look mm. awful. Right. And uh, that would have been a 
horrible thing for me in yeah. my life if I had done that. But they assigned me an agent. Like I didn't even have to like stand in the long lines. They were like, come by here. Just, just come around this corner. You're going to go ahead and go on to this next round. I made it all the way to the finals and they were going to fly people out to California. And they said they, they pivoted on the way they wanted to do that show that year. They decided to do age groups and um, a woman that went really far in it, um, I think she was from Benton, Becky, I think was her name, they ended up going with her. And she had actually, I think, um, auditioned with her son, and they just picked her. And mm-hmm. So we were, we were that close. They wow. were like, it's between you and Becky. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Damn you, Becky. But, I, but she did really well, Becky. and I was real proud for her. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it was really the best thing overall that I didn't get picked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, and, and also... You know, I think in those events of taking an action, doing something, mm-hmm. you know, you were also considering, I'm, I'm at this point, I mean, at what point did you also think about the surgery? Well, that was kind of like rock bottom. Okay. I mean, it's almost kind of like, I equate it to feeling the same way when I went to rehab finally. It was, it was like rock bottom. It's like, here's your option. And um, I just... I had I had been going to the doctor. I had been diagnosed with diabetes, you know. And I, I say finally because it was like I kind of knew it was always there, like behind me, like I'm running from that. But I knew it was coming for me, and um, it was like, well, here it is. Yep, you finally did it, Janet. And I, I was very angry with myself about it because I felt like I owned that, and I know how. I, I mean, I'm a nurse practitioner. <laughs> Uh, I worked in the diabetes clinic when I was diagnosed with diabetes. How's that for you? And so I remember one day being in the clinic and doing some education with someone, and I was like, well, you need to do this and this and this, and they left, and I literally broke down at my desk. I had to close the door and put a pause on the day for a minute because I was like, this is you. Like, this is you. And I had avoided going to the doctor. And so I was like, I'm going to have to go. I've got to face the music. Like, this is me. And... Sure enough. And um, so it wasn't just that I was a healthy fat person anymore, because in my right. mind, I thought, I'm an athlete. I, I, can, I can drop 20 pounds like that any day. But when you have to drop 200 pounds, it's a completely different animal. And um, I just, I didn't understand how I was going to possibly do that. Realistically, right. um, what am I going to do now? So, um, I don't know if I trailed off from what no. you originally asked, but yeah. That is actually a great lead into what I wanted to discuss, which <laughs> is when you're when you have that realization, you're like, Okay, I'm accepting this where I am. Now I've got this mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. I wanna know in your words, like what does that feel like saying saying the number, knowing how far you have to go? And then I want to talk about that step you took. Well, I, um, I, I think that there had to be a little bit of honesty with me kind of looking at, um, I mean, again, comparing it to going through rehab. I, th- there has to be an honesty there of accepting, like, it doesn't really matter what's happened to you in your life. It, it may have been... Maybe I could have been in the right. Maybe my parents could have been in the right. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, I went through something. It affected me, and I made a decision to do this. 
there has to be, a, on my part, no matter whatever else happens, that I go, I did this, and I'm going to stop doing this, and I'm going to move on with my life. And so I kind of knew I was like that with my weight. I was like, I did this. That's always been the hardest part for me. It, you know, yes, exercise is hard some days, and some days I get out of the bed and my shoulder hurts. And, you know, and yes, the, you know, changing how you eat, you know, you have to get to where you're into that committed routine and I make healthier decisions. That can be hard. But I think the hardest part for me has always been the mental aspect of it. Absolutely. The, the work that I know I'm going to have to go through to get from here to here is going to suck because of what caused me to get from here to here. <laughs> right. and, and, and I didn't want to do it. And, um, but, it, you know, when you see yourself like that and you finally admit it, um, I, th I think that I knew that it was time. And I had kind of that 405, the getting diagnosed with diabetes, um, it all just kind of hit me so hard. And then the birth of my son, mm -hmm. um, all of these things were just weighing into me, especially the last few years and seeing my parents aging and all that's coming for me. It's helped me maintain. Uh, but I thought, what can I do? And I've always also kind of had this mindset like, Okay, I need to get healthy. I'm gonna do the Little Rock Marathon. <laughs> or, oh my god! Big goal. Yeah, I was like, and I, I remember like speaking of Biggest Loser. I remember one year there was one of the contestants like did an Ironman. I'm like, I could totally do an Ironman. <laughs> I can do an Ironman. I'm gonna do an Ironman. And and it's kind of that you know I, instead of like eating the elephant all at once, I wanted to shoot the elephant and put it on the wall. I didn't want to small steps. I just wanted it to be over with. And I think that's very common with a lot of people. I don't think that's new to me. And what kind of plays into, here's a pill, here's a shot, here's a this. and Because I, I would sign up for it. I would, I would I, At that point in my life, I would have been like, yes, let's do that. But um, for me, um, it would have been the wrong thing. Just like Biggest Loser would have been the wrong thing. I guarantee I would have been one of those people that they go back 10 years from now, where are they? I would have been 500 pounds. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, that's every one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of them. Like, um, but I, I, I remember talking to my doctor, and you know, all the medication started. You know, uh, your blood pressure's up, and we need to put you on cholesterol medication. And, um, it just all of this. And they, Trulicity was a medication out at the time, <laughs> and it was like a precursor to the Ozempics and the things out now, and. Um, you know, we started that, and um, it made me really sick. And I remember telling Emily, I said, I think this is how they make you lose weight, is that you just cannot eat. You're so <laughs> right. sick. And, Come um, to find out, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's actually <laughs> it's one of the ways. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there's some other things, and there's some good medications. But uh, for me, I was like, man. Um, and so I was like, I don't know if I can do this. And for the first, like, you know, month that I, I took it, it was on, a, like, a voucher. And then I went to go pick it up, and they're like, oh, well, that was just like a coupon. Like, it's $125. And I was like, this is stupid. And I was already thinking that. I was like, I don't want to take something else. I don't want to, like, what? And, but at the same time, I'm thinking, well, I knew this was going to happen. And 
this is my life. This is what this is what happens. You know, this is my genetics. I always knew it. And um, and then I was like, no. And I was like looking for a solution. And you know, I live like Rock City's right here. I live like right over there. <laughs> and I remember driving by one day, and I saw these little signs on the road. It's like Rock City. I'm like, what is CrossFit? And um, and <laughs> I would like I like pulled up in the parking lot, and all the windows were tinted. And I remember like like nobody was here. And uh, I kind of would like look in. And <laughs> I got in the car one day, and I told me it's like there's probably some really super fit people there laughing at me because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> jumbo out here looking in the window and uh and I I would google at CrossFit and I'm like yes this is my new Ironman focus it's a sport and it's a sport and I'm yeah. like God, and I'm an athlete yeah I'm an I'm an athlete I'm 400 something pounds but I'm an athlete mm -hmm. um and so <laughs> I think at the time I had lost back down to around 385 yeah. um and um you know starting my cycle of uh, starvation and exercise again and taking the medications and going to the doctor. I'm like, I gotta fix this, you know, I gotta see the doctor. I should probably lose 10 pounds real quick. Um, it's like <laughs> flossing the one time yeah. before yeah. you go to the dentist. Yeah, they go, how often do you floss? Well, yeah, As a matter today. of fact, I, I flossed today <laughs> just before I came in. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> but I, um, I remember just thinking, like, I, I need to give this one more shot, you know, um, I, I gotta give it one more shot. And so my doctor was like, Janet, uh, <laughs> I just don't think that's going to work. And I even have, like, some messages where we messaged back and forth. I'm like, I just I just really, you know, I just really kind of think I need to just give this one more shot. Because in my heart, I knew I really hadn't. Mm -hmm. I right. think if we're all really going to be honest with ourselves, like, we know what we have tried and what we haven't tried. And if we've really given it our all, and, and I talked to Emily. She's like, if you need to do this, I'll support you on getting surgery. And she's like, but that's going to change your life and ours drastically. Like, mm -hmm. there's not going to be having a drink or, uh, you know, celebrating and having pizza night. You know, we love pizza yeah. night. And you uh, physically <laughs> cannot yeah. do that. You can't. After, mm -hmm. You know, not that, you know, and not, not, like, not just gorging, just like right. having just a regular nice meal. You know, you just can't have that volume of food without getting sick anymore. And there's certain kinds of foods you just can't ever eat again. And um, I was like, but I, I was like, you know, I'm diabetic now. And, like, I've been over 400 pounds, and we have a baby. And uh, I don't, did we have food at that point? I can't. Yes. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And um, that was during a period of no sleep with a, a one-year-old. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. we right. made a lot of bad decisions that year, like going back and getting our doctorate. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just remember thinking, I mean, I'm going to do it. I have to do it. I think, but I don't want to do it. I think were several times we talked about it, and it was, you kept saying, you kept bringing up Brock City. It's right down the street. I think I can do this. And then you would kind of talk yourself out of it, and we'd have another conversation about surgery. And finally, she was just like, I, I just can't have surgery. I can't do it. It's not the way I want to live my life, and I have to give this a real shot. Yeah. And I, I thought, but I did say, like, if this doesn't work, I'm not going to resign myself to a life of heart disease and diabetes and mm -hmm. the... And, uh, I mean, we've even done studies at the VA. Like, there's studies that show that um, 
bariatric surgery can, they say, cure diabetes. And they use that word, like, you know, no more diabetic. I'm like, well, you just lost half of your intestines. I mean, uh, you know, you cut out part of your stomach. Always a price to pay. And it's like, I, I mean, cure diabetes, I think, is used loosely there because there's quite the price to pay. Right. Uh, but it, it does work. Like, you're no longer diabetic. So um, I just thought, I, I just cannot imagine doing that. And so I decided to reach out. Yeah. And I, I still, I have it saved. I have a screenshot of it. Like, I messaged, and I think you, you wrote me back. Mm-hmm. Phil wrote me back. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I think I want to give this a shot. And um, it was like, just come on in. Don't be nervous. Like, just come on in. I was like, okay. And I had had times in the past where I had hired personal trainers sure. and things like that, too. I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, from 1993-ish to, you know, 2017 when mm-hmm. I started here. That's a long time yeah. of all the things. And I remember this young man that was a personal trainer and was probably like 10 feet tall. He looked like he played football. I don't know. He was. He looked like he needed to be a trainer. And um, I remember one time, like, I was, uh, he had me doing something on a bench. And he was like, okay, let's sit up and do this. And I could not. He didn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> there was no reaching down the hand to help me off there. I felt so humiliated. I'm like, I was like, I can't get off this bench. So I literally rolled off the bench onto the floor onto my knees. And I was humiliated. I never went back. I worked out with him one time. And uh, I came into Rock City. And I was like, you know, I've had these memories of all of this. And I remember getting on the floor. I think Paul was there that day. It was yeah. you and Paul. And I was doing my baseline. And... Um, I had to get down on the floor, and you're like, okay, let's let's do like a sit-up. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Uh, so I get down on the floor, and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. He's like, okay. And and you reach down your hand, and before I could even think about it, and I just had like that flashback, and I was just like immediately put at ease. <laughs> like, this is a kind person. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that yeah. like it was yesterday. Yeah. We got you on a box. And it's yeah. like, great, modification. Here we go. Box. 100%. And I was never humiliated here. Yeah. I've never felt humiliation here. And I think that's just a, a huge fear. Like, that was one of my mountains. I was mm-hmm. like, what am I going to put myself through? You know, because it's a punishment in, in a sense. Like, there's that cycle of starvation, exercise, whatever. What am I going to put myself through to get to lose weight this time? Yeah. And I have to mentally, like, get myself motivated to do this again, to lose 20 or 30 pounds. Will I stick with it? And I was, I'd always get to a point where I'm like, okay, I've lost this much weight. Can I sustain this? And something would always happen, some stressor, some life event, some whatever. And it would be, okay, yeah. that was it. And yeah. instead of, like, trying to find a way to get back to whatever it was I was doing that was working, I mean, if you starve yourself, I mean, eventually you'll lose some weight. I mean, it's not healthy, but you'll lose weight if you starve yourself. Uh, Exercise like crazy. It's not the kind of weight you want to lose. So, but I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And I was like, okay, how do I motivate myself to get back to this? And I couldn't. Well, and I think as you talked earlier about looking for the the club, you know, you're looking to attach to a unit Mm -hmm. that you could begin to trust or you begin to feel a part of. Mm -hmm. You know, you found that in the bad side, mm-hmm. but you can also find that in the good side. And I yeah. think I think one of the things that I think is underappreciated 
in a journey like yours is the value of that community mm-hmm. that accepts you and, yeah. and brings you through that you don't really even understand that's happening, but it's just mm-hmm. happening. And, you know, you're surrounding yourself with positive people who are all trying to do the same thing and have the same types of values. I mean, we have, I have friendships and I think you can say the same in this gym Mm -hmm. that I've never seen outside this gym. Right. I've never seen them, but I feel they're some of the strongest friendships I have. Absolutely. I I know I could reach out to them and they would help me if anything I needed. We actually have reached out that one, (laughs) one crazy storm knocked our son's playhouse over Mm -hmm. and someone mentioned it and that within an hour we had like 10 guys come and lift the playground off the mm-hmm. ground so that was I, kind of emotional yeah wow. <laughs> yeah like, all it takes like, is to say i people? need right this yeah but i got... think but i think as people are fighting their way mentally through what you just said that mm-hmm. that mountain of isolation mm-hmm. i've done this to myself this is my fault mm-hmm. i you know i gotta go now fix it yeah and they try to do it on their own. And we see so many people try and fail and try and fail because yeah. they're not willing to be vulnerable, you know, to put themselves out there and yeah. hope that yeah. the guy, the person reaches down with their hand and picks them yeah. up and puts them on a box and says, no problem. Let's just do it this way. I think the world can be cruel. Um, I think we all know that, but I think the cruelest person that I've encountered is myself. Yes. It's really that whole mental aspect. Again, the things I say to myself, the lies I tell myself, like that's been the hardest challenge is kind of, okay. But I, I do know, like, um, you know, at some point the gym was kind of promoting, like, reading Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like this kind of, like, I think, I don't know who read it first, if you yeah. or you or how. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that book. And it was like, everybody in the world needs to read this book. I was like, okay. Um, I don't read a lot of books like that, you know. Um, and so I, the more I kind of would, like, delve into that, and read parts of it, and y'all would share it, and we'd kind of talk about it. I was like, this is totally what I did. Like, this is t- like at one point, um, I had started, and I was I was starting the CrossFit workout hard. I'm going to work it hard. I'm, of course, I made some changes a little bit here and there in diet, but I was really focused on, if I just go in there and do this, man, I'm going to lose so much weight. I'm right. a CrossFitter. <laughs> and, um, and then at some point, um, Lori approached me, and she was like, What's up, Janet? <laughs> Can we talk about nutrition? And I was like, you know, at the time, you know, I never thought, wow, that's really brave. You know. <laughs> brave of brave <laughs> like, Yeah, like, it was really brave. Like, you know, well, but, you know, somebody like me, um, it you don't know, is that going to make them never want to come back here right. again? Like, does she think I'm calling her a fatso, you know? So I think, and but I think it was an understanding of, I mean, it's really great that you've joined our gym and that you're in here making a change and working out, but there's something else going on with this one mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed. And it was like, thank you. It was kind of like, thank you. Like, yes, we could talk about nutrition. And because, uh, of course, I know all the things about nutrition because I've done all the diets. <laughs> you know what? Because I'm a doctor. Phil yeah. used to call diets my hobby. Yeah. So yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. However... I know from experience, I saw that's the reason I, was working I approached so hard. you is because how hard you were working. Yeah. And I, it breaks my heart to see somebody working so hard mm-hmm. thinking that's it. Yeah. That's what's going to do it. Because yeah. you absolutely 
cannot undo poor nutrition. Yeah, no. I, I think it's been, um, well, I mean, it, it's been such a big impact on how that now all of the, I've done the nutrition coaching, we've done challenges. I've, but, I mean, I started here, what, six years ago. I've maintained, like, there's been some ups and downs. I've had some stuff the last few years, like parental, medical health issues, taking care of my mom who had a stroke. My dad passed away in October. COVID. Uh, COVID. Ugh, do we even have to talk yeah, about it? I know. Uh, but, I mean, you know, I mean, the gym had to shut down for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, well, and you uh, were, were, went back to the hospital. Yeah, I got working. pulled back to the hospital, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, 12-hour shifts, seven days in a row, and, um, like, exhaustion, and, like, well, when am I going to work out? And uh, but, but every challenge along the way, you know, it's not just like an, you know, an RCCF commercial, but it's like what I have found that I think a lot of gyms like this offer, I didn't know about this CrossFit community or any of that. I didn't know about any of that. Is that they all similarly kind of push that community and support. And I had that the whole time through. People were checking on me. And then um, it was, um, I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> well, I think, I think when you're struggling, you've got, you know, when you were talking to Lori about how do I get my nutrition lined mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. I think there were resistance. There was some, yeah, I'll go on. But the hardest part for you, I think, was the disconnect and then the re-engage and then the disconnect mm-hmm. and then the re-engage because you knew that you were on the right path. There was just fighting through those external forces that were, you know, keeping you away. Yeah. You know, it's always like, there's, there's always the, I'm too busy, this is happening, things are in the way. And what, what we really try to help people wrestle with is everything is about priority. Yeah. There's always time to do the things you believe are most important. Always. Well, I mean, that comes also with like, um, I've talked to you about this before, I've said it like, it was like $125 for a medicine. Right. And I was like, I think I'm going to join this gym. And it was like the membership price was the same. I've lost 125 pounds. Just spend this 125, <laughs> right. like 125, 125. And it was kind of like, well, I mean, what am I going to, what am I going to do? What am I going to pay for? Like, and so that, yes, there's decisions. And, um, I, but I think like, I've never stuck with anything either. Like it would be, you know, until, you know, yes, there'd be some weight loss and then it was all extreme things and then I couldn't maintain it. I, I have had my ups and downs with how, I think that's where I was going while I go, with how, like, life has came in and hit me with things. And, like, and like right before COVID, man, I was doing so good. Yeah. Like, we were, had just came off of a challenge and we had all this, we have, which I really loved the most about it was not that I had really even lost any weight or anything. It was that um, it was like a, how to build healthier habits like how to deal with different like get your water in get your sleep in and we were all kind of supporting each other and going this like I slept eight hours last night and so here's all the support I'm like coming in and it was like man I see the kind of where I have been wanting to go is like right there within reach and it was like COVID and just knocked me out from under my feet and I was like of course this is how life right. is this of is course what happens. yeah mm-hmm. of course here the, is the challenge again yeah the difference is Janet pre-Rock City would be on any number of diets and we'd go have a weekend away and she'd gain 10 pounds over a weekend 
And it would devastate her, and she wouldn't start that diet again. And then, you know, it would just take her so long to get over those setbacks. Whereas now, I don't think she even necessarily sees it as a setback. Just got to get back in the gym and get my nutrition on track. And it's not, it's more of a lifestyle and not a number. An event, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we're not, and we we really try not to make our, um, our coaching part of this restrictive. Mm-hmm. Like everything's a choice, mm-hmm. right? Can I have pizza? Sure. Can I have ice cream? Sure. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. You can say yes to the pizza, but you might backtrack just a little bit, and that's okay. You just yeah. know that it's just it's just a fact. Uh, it's just all it's the swaps, all the yeah. like uh, trade offs. You know the things that you decide, but I I just know that it's kind of um, like this is who I am now. Uh, you know, and it's uh, it's not just community. It's about um, making those purposeful decisions about who I want in my life. I I literally kind of attached to Lori like a little duckling. <laughs> At one Boy, point, I was like, I "You're gonna be my friend, right? You're my coach, but you know, you're my friend." And uh, it's just such a, a a different place where. I don't even know that normally I would hang out with these kinds of people, the person I used to be. And, and I do feel like I, I am a different person now than I used to be. And there's kind of some uncomfortable sometimes with that because I hang out with people I used to know. And I'm like, I just have no interest in this anymore. It's just not who I am. And, um, but I'm, I'm happy with that. And so I've kind of settled into this. And, but I also know, like, I'm still not quite where I want to be. But... I don't feel like I'm over here looking up at a mountain. I really kind of feel like I'm reached really close to the top. Yeah. Like where I am now is I feel like I'm ready to slide down the other side. I've, I've been there for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Just kind of. And I think it's because I, like I've always said, like, for me it's always been the middle game. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest. And I've had a really crappy year. And um and I just know that what's going to take me to get there is just a little push, and it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And I just don't know if I'm ready to do that on my own. So I've kind of, kind of had some conversations with Lori about, like, how do I, how do I make this last little push to get to, to where I want to be? Some goal setting. Yeah. Some things. Where do we go from here? Yeah. And um, one of the things that I, I love when I talk to Janet is sometimes I just have to remind her how strong she is because look at all of the things <laughs> that you have overcome. Like you are one badass woman. <laughs> she doesn't hate to see your picture anymore. No. I mean, there's times it's she'll crazy. like see things at the gym that she's doing and feels, I know it makes her so proud. I know. I haven't even showed you the picture I snapped of your calves the other day. Class. <laughs> I was like, holy crap lady. So cool. she is just sure. strong and Talk about overcoming things because it wasn't just COVID like everybody else says. Oh, and then COVID. That seems to be like this phrase where you're like COVID. Uh, no, you were in the hospital uh, coming home and dressing in your garage and doing that <laughs> whole wash down thing that you were doing to try to keep from spreading COVID to your family. It was uh, so much stress. What an insane time. It really was. Yeah. But, hey, you had come through harder things than that in your life. Uh, so whatever... Whatever is coming your way, you're going to face it. I feel like there was one, like, significant time during all that that 
um, I remember like reaching out to Lori and it was like this realization that if I had been 405 pound Janet, 405 pound Janet was working as an ICU nurse mm-hmm. at UMS where like, it's kind of like almost ground zero for like COVID uh, in Arkansas. And cause I, you know, have a lot of friends there still and I was seeing what they were going through, you know, all the ambulances and fire trucks outside, the support we were trying to give our, our workers at the time. If I had been that Janet there at, amongst all that COVID and diabetic and I mean, I could have died. <laughs> you know, the, the worst cases of COVID happened to people that were in the poorest of health. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some scenarios where young, healthy people got it, and they probably had predisposition for certain things. But um, I, I, there was this realization. I reached out to Lori. I think I texted you. I was like, you know, literally, y'all probably have actually saved my life. Mm. <laughs> like, like, if I had got COVID right now, and I had been 405 pounds, mm-hmm. like, who's to say what would have happened to yeah. me? And so there was, there was that, you know, there's people that I hadn't seen because I hadn't been working in the hospital for a while that saw me and were like, wow, Janet. There have been moments where people saw me go, whoa, where did you go? You're half yourself. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. And I, I mean, I still have some things to do, but yes, I, I acknowledge that. But I also feel like it's, it's just been uh, an overwhelming shift that, I just don't see myself ever going back. Yeah. Like, I have made it past that point. I, I think if there's people that are looking at the mountain at some point, if you can get over it, <laughs> there can be that shift to where you're just not going to go back there again. Yeah. It's just if you make the right changes, the wrong changes, you never left the ground. Oh. You never started climbing. It was not real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, and I think that really summarizes. <laughs> the difference between whether you're doing crash diets or, or fad diets or you're, you're, you're changing a behavior, but you're not changing an identity. And I think what you describe is the process by which you changed your identity to, you now saw yourself as that healthy person or the person that lives this way. And as a result of living this way, this is what I feel like, look like, act like, behave, et cetera. And I think where you're struggling right now is you, over this last year, as you described, I think you're just getting to know that new Janet, that new identity that sometimes keeps waiting for the other shoe to drop, yeah. keeps waiting for that regression. You know, you kind of got that, is it going to happen again? And every day it doesn't. And the next week it doesn't. And, and you're growing now into new Janet with new identity and you are a healthy person. You're the athlete, the healthy person, makes these choices, lives this life, great mom, you know, that parent. And that, those things are all manifesting into a new you. And it takes a while to embrace that sometimes. Yeah, I think so. I, I kind of, uh, like, wonder how I feel about myself when I kind of get down to where I really think I'm going to be someday. Um, like, one of the good things about here is we do the in-body scans. So I really kind of know exactly where I'm at. It's not a get on the scale and I've gained some weight. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily realistic, you know. I mean, I could have eaten something salty, you know. (laughs) You know, like it's it's not looking at like how much muscle mass do you have? You know, how much fat's on you? Uh, Like where is it at? Is it around your belly and your organs? Like what's going on here with you? So we actually, have taken a, a good look at me and I've kind of kept an eye on that 
and I've been able to maintain my muscle mass for the most part during this way. I mean, I've lost 125 pounds and I've maintained uh, around 90 to 100 pounds of muscle the whole way through. And so my best month um, was when um, I kind of got back in that mindset and Lori caught it and was like, you're not eating enough. And I was like, whatever, little lady. Like, a little tiny for person. For people that don't know Lori, she's like three feet tall. And God. I, they're like, you're not eating enough. I'm like, uh, okay, sure. I know how to lose weight, lady. And I was like, okay, okay, I will listen to you. And um, that next month, I think, like, you were back training somebody. And so you had had the machine on. You were like, you know how to scan. Go scan. And I think I came, like, running through the gym. I was like, I lost like 20 pounds mm-hmm. of fat, like over that next scan, whatever that time frame was. And I had gained like muscle. And I'm like, I gained muscle. And um, which I hadn't really been trying to do. I'd just been trying right. to, you know. And it was like, and I had eaten more than I had in a long time. And I just, I was like, I'm, you know, I was like, I haven't lost any weight. And then I scanned and I'm like, oh my gosh, I lost all this fat and gained muscle. So right. it was just eye opening to like, Okay, like, I, and, and also kind of sad, like, how what I had been doing all those years where I was starving myself and the times that the scale wouldn't move and I was exercising so hard, mm-hmm. I was probably gaining muscle. And then so, like, I even cut my calories even more. Right. So what I probably had just gained, I just lost the next month. Like, I lost five pounds. I probably lost five pounds of muscle that I had just gained and worked so hard for. It's just so a hamster wheel. It's You're such just... a cycle. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, that's, I think, yeah. you know... <laughs> People really get tired of hearing me harp on this. I realize it because I'm like, but it, it literally breaks my heart to watch a woman and man too, but you know, man, yeah, man, yeah, whatever. You want me to leave? Y'all can go have a for a woman to keep cutting their calories lower and lower. I'm not losing weight. I better eat less and mm-hmm. less. And you are not just not doing anything for yourself, it's not like, oh, it's not working. You are hurting yourself by doing that. Yeah. yeah. One diet we were on was a thousand calories oh a day. Oh my God. I remember it distinctly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we were using my fitness pal as a weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, okay, I'm tracking everything. And, and then it was like, I remember times where I literally felt like, like here was my body, but my soul had been ripped out of me and was looking <laughs> down upon me from afar. I was like, I'm so hungry. Yes. Um, I was like, we should go for a walk. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, but I lost, I lost a lot of weight. Sure Nobody <laughs> needs to be hungry. No. And you don't have to be hungry. Yeah. Well, and I think that speaks to the behaviors of sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are, are saying is if, if the things you're doing today to lose the weight, are they the same things you want to keep doing yeah. for the rest of your life? No. And the answer is, of course, no. Yeah. You may get there, but you can't live this way. And I think what you describe is the evolution into creating a life. And as a result of the life you create, it creates the body that you want and that you can sustain. And in the harm, Laura, you talk about, you know, the, those, those moments of lose more, lose more, lose more. Not only are you hurting yourself now, you're killing your future self. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a, it's, it's literally a deal with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get skinny. You're going to age like complete shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you look at uh, Biggest Loser again, mm-hmm. and there was a woman one year that won it, and it was so scary to see her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, she she obviously looked very ill-appearing. Right. Very skinny. 
but her skin, her face, she looked very old, and she was a pretty lady. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh my God, so sad. It was scary to me to see that. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I I feel like, um, I mean, if we think about like you know, seventeen years before I came here, and I've been here six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good portion, like a third of the time that I was dealing with kind of the scenario that I've now spent, mm -hmm. you know, this much time here and I haven't gone back to that. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a manageable change. It's a realistic change. And uh, and it has not happened yeah. in the amount of time you wish it would happen. Mm -mm. It hasn't happened in a linear manner whatsoever because we've had lots of what I would call obstacles. Not, I don't like the word setback. I hate the word <laughs> setback. Um, just real life. Just yeah. life. And yeah. that's, that's why we cannot do these things that restrict uh -huh. or make us feel deprived. Because our nature is to fight back on that. Yeah. Screw you. I ain't, no one tells me that I can't have that. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, it has to be my choice. I'm mm -hmm. choosing not to have that. Or I'm choosing mm -hmm. to have that. Yeah. And if we are constantly saying you're not allowed to have something or you've got to be hungry, uh-uh. Yeah. It ain't worth it. So if, if we were to try to summarize and, and, and package the Janet experience. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what? He was kind. What, 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 <laughs> we might need to ask Emily this question. Yeah. What, what would you... What what should the what should the ad say that says there's a person on the couch who is is Janet or Emily or who you know and they are wrestling with this? What what should the ad say that gets them engaged and and reaching out? You talk about specifically for something like just like you, what yeah, I've done you, yes, you're for people who are facing a mountain. Can yeah, I they're facing that mountain. Can I go first? Yeah. Okay. So I think in the beginning it was about fear. And when you were talking about um, how how do you reach people that might be like Janet or me, I'm not that much different than Janet, you know, but body build. And I think in the beginning it was fear. And um, I just, just last this week, I just saw it on my phone a second ago. Um, I learned this way to do set it, goal setting, but it's fear setting. And so you write down everything you're afraid of and what you're, what's the outcome of that if that happens? Like what's the worst, worst case, case scenario? Yep. And so then you start thinking, well, what if that worst case scenario happened? And as Janet was talking, I was thinking about, you know, she had the option of surgery or the option of Rock City. And what if the worst case scenario came true and her fears here were, you know, probably being made fun of or not fitting in. And then she got to come in and you helped her off the ground. So I think it's a matter of telling everyone that this family's here to support people and the fear is irrational in that this place is going to hold you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. And it's not, and I think we have to remember, it's not enough to say, well, don't worry about it. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. We'll take care of it. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. No, no we, we got to, you got to prove it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you have to feel yeah. it. And that's, that is, that's us here. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not enough to say it. Well, I mean, I, I think that most people, I mean, if I could 
say something, I think they already know it. I would say, you already know the truth. Like, if you're going to be honest, just be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. You already know everything you've done before is not going to work. It hasn't worked before. Do something different. And it's kind of, um, you know, you'll have your uh, healthy, simple. Mm -hmm. it, it really is the truth that if, we, if, you're, if you're looking for what is the most simplest thing, and if you think this medicine or taking a pill it's not. There's other things that really need, even for those things to work, you have other things you have to do to be successful with those things. It's not just taking a pill right. or a shot, like it won't work. Um, and, and that's not the health that you want. You know, if you want something that's going to make you not eat, you're just having a medicine help you starve right. yourself instead of you having to have the willpower to starve yourself yourself. Yep. That's not going to work. Starving yourself is not going to be sustainable, healthy weight loss. Yeah. Um, and so I, I would say, be honest with yourself. Um, do what you think is going to be hard and just have courage. Like, just take a step toward something that's realistic. Find somebody that can give you good advice. Um, you know, if you're getting advice from a friend who's lost a lot of weight but is gaining it back and is going down these same cycles than you, maybe that's not the friend that's on the same train as you to give the best mm -hmm. advice. Find somebody that has good advice, that lives that advice, that can yeah. help you, lead you there. I mean, that's good leadership as somebody that's doing the things they're talking about. I've always felt that way about y'all. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're living the life that you're talking about. Uh, and it's not easy. You know, I, I think I single-handedly had um, a part in Lori trying to find, you know, places to have people go for psych help, you know, like, <laughs> because of There's all so the much time. involved, yeah. yeah. Uh, all of the times that we've sat and just visited about my things going on and maybe something that had been, you know, uh, an obstacle for me at the time. Um, but it, it, it doesn't get away from the fact that it, she would share hers with me. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lori, I mean, you mm -hmm. look at Lori, she's a fit person. Y'all are fit people, you know, and you own a gym. I mean, you look great. But there's stuff there, like mm -hmm. you're human beings that have aging parents and struggles and mm -hmm. life and stress and uh, also had COVID and had a gym that had to shut down. I mean, yeah. there's, there's also life for everybody, even healthy, fit people. And so I think that um, me, get, be realistic with yourself, be truthful to yourself, own where you are, decide you want to change, and then be courageous enough to take a step. But don't get advice from broken people. Yeah. God. Get That's advice from people that know exactly mm -hmm. where it is that you are and where you want to go mm -hmm. and that you see that they're doing that too. Yeah. And so that's what I found here. Awesome. That's a really profound thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Because we've said that to people, but not in those words. It's been like, find some people that you would like to live like them and do what they do. That's uh, very simple. Sharing... Um, Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. like I, as I started reading that book, I literally like this is this is what I did. Yeah. This is kind of a blueprint for what I did. I I made changes. I stuck with what I knew, what worked. I had people that I wanted to be like that was giving me advice. I changed my friendship circles, and mm -hmm. I mean, it, there's a lot of things there that I did that I didn't know I was doing it. But reading that book made me go, well, that's why this was successful. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, that's why this is, I've, I have changed. Like, yep. Janet, what did you do different? I changed. 
Yeah. I, I decided somebody else, yeah. to be different. Yeah. I, I, and, and really, it's who I wanted to be all along. You know, who I am now is more who I've wanted to be. But I wasn't happy then because I wasn't being who I could be. I wasn't living right. up to my potential. I didn't have a purpose. Yeah. Um, and most people are lost when they feel that way. Mm-hmm. But the weight loss was just a very obvious indicator that I wasn't happy and living my life right. Yeah. It's a symptom. Yeah, it's a symptom. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think it's that's or at the, the core. Gain, I guess. Yeah. I think that's so much at the core of what we fight, is people's mindset. Their vision is so weight focused. Mm-hmm. It's weight loss, you know, or gain, or this weight, weight, that's weight, weight, side. weight. Right. Yeah. That's and yeah, and until you accept that your weight position, good, bad, is a byproduct of the life you're living and the choices you're making as you've described, then the only thing you're doing is treating the symptom. And as a, as a uh, medical professional, you know that the key to solving the problem is getting to the root cause, Yeah. right? Find the root cause, treat for the root cause, symptoms will go away, they take care of themselves. Yeah. And I think our message has always fought, tried to fight through the noise because people don't always want to hear that. You know, can you help me lose weight, yes or no? <laughs> I can, but you know. I'll give you four weeks. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got you got a month, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Clock's ticking. Yeah. After well, week one, mm-hmm. how are you? <laughs> Ghosted. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know. right. And, I give up. And yeah. that's the probably the hardest part of our messaging, is the balance of making a commitment to you of what can be done against the delta between where you are currently and where you want to be. Yeah. And do I be truthful or do I, you know, hey, yeah, we can do this or that and, and set expectations that just aren't realistic, even though your, real, your, your expectations aren't realistic. Right. And I know they're not. I think most people come in here with unrealistic expectations, not of the gym itself, right. but of society and culture. And I want quick results. I want yeah. this and that. And that's not what you find here, but you find the right way to do right. it. How many times have you heard what was the um, abs are made in the kitchen or <laughs> like nutrition is 80%, right? Okay, it, it is, that's true. <laughs> However, people still don't want to know. They know it, but they don't want to admit yeah. it, yeah. right? They want to have the same life. I mean, they want to have the same habits, the same lifestyle, but get different results. Mm -hmm. They want to keep doing the same thing with different results. Not going to happen. Well, their their goals are based on a lot of times, I think, with weight loss, an aesthetic goal Mm -hmm. instead of a health goal. Right. Right. And so if you're like looking in the mirror and be like, I want some abs or I want to lose weight or I want to wear these clothes or or I want to be this person, It's it's a visual thing. It's not a inner thing, mm-hmm. and it's not looking at realistic things or health goals. And so I think for me, I had just kind of reserved myself that that was the aesthetic. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm just big, and this is just me. And, and it wasn't until it became a health issue that it was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I am sick. Yeah. And I have diabetes. And, oh. And so it was, uh, there was definitely a change there in, in that, you know, before I just wanted to be smaller. And I wanted to prevent all the health things, too. But my goal in early weight loss Janet's story was I want to be thin and I want to look good. And yeah. I want to, you know, yeah, I'd like to have abs, but I just want to be smaller and wear this size jean. And it was a, 
it was looking at the scale and what was the overall weight and how could I get that off and it was nothing of substance right. about I'm obese. Those things <laughs> do not those yeah. surface goals like that do not stick. Mm -mm. And for some reason, now how young does 36 sound to you today? So young. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> we just don't think about what kind of 70-year-old we want to be mm -hmm. right. when we're 36. When well, we're thir I couldn't like, get off the floor when I started here. Right. I had a baby, and I, when I got on the floor with Boone, I had, to be, I, I had to get on the floor next to a chair or something so that I could get off the floor. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh this is not good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so. Well, and, I, and uh, so, yeah, again, I think you, you highlight the messaging, and we struggle for the ideal messaging. And one of the things we've been, is it's, it gets out of sequence, you know, the aesthetics. You know, I want to look better. I want to look better. That's the, high, that's, the, that's the, and that's out of sequence. You know, we, we're, we're trying to drive a message that says the first step is do better, mm -hmm. right? do take an action you know everything you don't need more information it's literally do better mm -hmm. and then once you do better you'll start to feel better mm -hmm. which is really the first stop right i mean yeah. that stop of wow i'm doing i'm feeling I'm not seeing it yet but i'm i, I can I, I feel better mm -hmm. right and then once that takes hold then you start looking better right yeah. There, that's it's and then once you do better you feel better you look better now you live better yeah because now everything changes right and people don't want that advice though like even with medicine like i see medications i prescribe to people i'm like listen this takes sometimes a month or two for you to really <laughs> feel the full effect and they'll be like well okay and they may or may not stick with it right you know they're like this doesn't work uh right. but you'll see people have more patience with doing something like that than if you say Listen, you, you really need to give yourself, you know, five, six months commitment to yeah. like do this the right way, stick with this. You're going to see some immediate changes, but really just stick with this. It's going to take a while. Don't worry. And they'll be like, two weeks later, uh, I'm tired. I want to get out of bed. It's early. I hurt all over. Yeah. People yeah. won't stick with it. Well, they or want even immediate. A week's worth of antibiotics. As soon as they feel better, they stop the antibiotics. Oh my, right? <laughs> We're very <laughs> impatient creatures. I feel better. <laughs> That's all. What is it? I saw the other day somebody posted something that said, if your friend tells you to give it a few episodes, you'll give a crappy Netflix show yeah. five, six episodes before finally, you know. I hate okay. the show, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> if you say, give me at least six weeks of solid, mm -hmm. you know, habit change, Eight weeks now for long-term benefits for, yeah. you know. I just don't see how this uh, work. This didn't work. This didn't work. <laughs> moving on to the next. Yeah. I, I did keto once. That worked. I'm like, no, it didn't. Or it was yeah. easy. It's not easy. <laughs> well, and that's always torture. the interesting conversation is, well, I did this and it worked. I'm like, did if, it? if it worked, why are we having this conversation, <laughs> yeah. right? Define I mean, worked. I still define don't worked. understand how that diet has taken off. Eat a block of cheese and some bacon, mm -hmm. and you're going to lose weight. And people go, yes. <laughs> right. like, that sounds great. Although, I do yeah. like cheese and bacon. So, I know, yeah. but it's like. You know, there's a passion here. Like, um, people walk into that blindly. They do. They do. <laughs> well, Janet, thank you so much for being yeah. so open and willing to share. Um, so many of us is, have watched your journey over the last six years. And love telling your story and love talking to you and continuing to over. see the process unfold. Yeah. Uh, and the good news, it's not over. So, yeah.
I appreciate it. I um, I do feel like it's, uh, you know, I'm kind of lucky. I do sometimes just feel like I'm lucky that it all just happened like it did. I mean, I, I think, you know, people equate things with like divine hands and all that. And I know that it just really kind of all happened all at the same time. Like all these things were culminating in my life. Um, so I feel like, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe if somebody does hear this, they'll just be courageous. Yeah. yeah. Be, have some courage. Be honest with yourself and just be courageous. Don't give up. Awesome. Well, Emily. Thank you, Emily, thank for, you coming. for coming. <laughs> Janet, thank you for Thanks. coming and being a part of the uh, RCCF podcast. Such a great example of consistent steps forward over time. Janet continues to show up, work hard, and maintain focus on those good eating habits. Thank you to Janet and Emily for sharing your story. And if it's inspired you and you're ready to do something to be better, uh, visit rockcitycompletefitness.com and click the chat button and just let us know you're interested and we can set up a call. Or if you know someone that needs to hear this, forward them this podcast and encourage him or her to reach out for help. Today is the day for action. On behalf of my co-host, Lori Forrester, I'm Phil Forrester. We thank you for listening to the RCCF podcast.